Joining us for further analysis on what's playing itself out on that market scene is Makwe Masilela from Makwe Fund Managers. Makwe, always a pleasure and a good afternoon to you. Afternoon to you and to the viewers. Oh, markets in good cheer, the RAND enjoying some sort of strength. A good day, better than what we've seen in a while, Makwe. Talk to us about today. You can even see even the weather out there, you know, there's some sun <laughs> as well. And I think things are starting to shape up, you know, but you are right. I think markets are cheering that, but my worry is... Yeah. The Fed made it very clear that as it is now, there's no way they'll be cutting interest rates anytime soon. In fact, they said they didn't even discuss or consider that. So I'm worried that in a day or two, markets will start using that as an excuse that interest rates are going to stay higher for much longer. And then maybe we might start to see people using that as an excuse to take some profits. But as it is now, I think markets are happy to see that. Listen, here it is, as expected. Guys didn't move, but going forward, we don't expect more to come. But hey, markets are markets. But yeah, by all means, let's share that for now. And we cannot go against the momentum. Absolutely, Mark. We're keen to also get your thoughts on the Fed upgrading their assessment of the U.S. economy. Possibly, uh, you know, uh, trying to figure out here if we are still speaking about a recession or if we're accepting that the U.S. economy is strong or if we're just sitting back and waiting to see what the data tells us. I think the U.S. economy, data dependent, just demonstrated that it's resilient. And I think unless if data starts saying something else, but for now, yes, definitely is very solid. And which is also a concern because now being having an economy like that being resilient, then why would the guys have to decrease interest rates anytime soon? Because they're saying that the economy is so resilient, it can handle the current levels of interest rates, which apparently are sitting at a 22-year high. But yes, definitely, that is pointing that the economy is doing much better. And it has been expected that the U.S. economy will probably do much better than other economies. Staying in the United States, we saw Apple coming out with a set of numbers, or we, no, we're expecting it, come with a set of numbers today. Now, there's an expectation that we'll see a fourth consecutive quarter uh, decline in revenue. Mark, I'm keen to get your thoughts on that. We're speaking about a U.S. economy that's fairly strong, but Apple seemingly not uh, supposed to benefit for that. And definitely supposed to be seen as a bellwether for consumers. And we know that the US economy, just like most developed economies, are more than 60% driven by consumer demand. So you are right, you'd have expected to see them doing that great. I think for them now it's a question of competition and also when it comes to pricing, that is affecting them as well. Also going to touch on you on uh, Shell. They've gone on to report record profits. And I think interesting because BP's picture was not as positive. And so I'm just wondering, uh, you know, what this tells about these uh, oil companies and also Mark, with their ability to transition at the right pace. Do they have the balance sheets to ensure that they're on time for this energy transition? I think it boils down as well to management as well, just like other companies, you know, that you might be selling the same product, but at the end of the day, it's how quickly management is able to interpret and act when it comes to stuff. And that can also be said with governments as well, you know, how lazy and slow they are to come to execution. And the likes of the Shell so far, they've just demonstrated that, yes, they're just ahead of their game. And unfortunately, BP, we know, they've not been doing that great even before this issue. Forget about the issues with the speed stuff like that but they've always said this dark cloud over them i'm not being negative mm -hmm. towards them but i think shell is doing much better you know i think their management is very agile let's bring it home uh mark Wave. moody's has come out uh with uh, comments about our budgets uh, you know they really are 
flagging things that they flagged uh, before in the past, issues of the public sector, wage bill, issues of state-owned enterprises. I'm keen to find out, uh, firstly, how markets received the budget, if they received it at all, because the U.S. Fed, you know, had its thing going, and that often clouds what's happening here at home. Um, and then also, if uh, moody sentiments are shared uh, by markets, or if markets share moody sentiments. You know, I think at some point, we have to give it to the budget itself, that it was well Received. And I'm saying that because I made sure that I'm watching the rent. Just before the budget, the rent was 5%, I mean, 0.5% weak, you know. But as the budget was unpacked, then we started seeing the rent strengthening. And that was happening already, knowing that the US dollar was strong on the day. But yes, the rent managed to regain most of the ground. And that before even the interest rate decision and the press statement coming out of the US. So I think from the rent reaction, I can say it was well received. But yes, the rent strength continued now to benefit into what is happening with the US dollar as we see the US dollar continuing to weaken. So there were no much of our fireworks out of that whole thing. Nothing surprising. And even the chances that they need to raise almost 15 billion in taxes next year, it's not a worry because 15 billion is not a lot. That tells you that they won't get it from your income tax. They won't get it from your vet or company tax. Probably they will look at stuff like your estate duty, whatever it is. Interesting. Let's also talk about Sibanye. Sibanye uh, has come out to really uh, tell us about the impact that that PGM basket has had on their market. It really is uh, quite the impact. Sibanye went on an acquisition journey, I think, a year or two ago, and that really strengthened the quality of its assets. But it looks like the quality of the assets hasn't been able to offset what is happening with that PGM basket. Not yet, and I think over a period of time it should, because one thing for them, the guys are very proactive into looking or repositioning themselves for minerals that they know will be important going forward. And we have seen even yesterday, the guys said that they were going to go ahead and do that study, sustainability study, you know, when it comes to acquiring that copper mine as well. But the long and short is that we know PGM have been struggling. I mean, the prices thereof, I think in dollar terms, they were down almost 28%. In rent terms, we're talking almost 32%. Even though we've seen that when it comes to gold production itself, the average price has been up nicely 22%. And these are the guys that we know that they're looking at retrenching 4,000 people. So as it is, up until they transition to a a point where PGM is not longer contributing that substantially. My point is to get to a point where everything is kind of balanced. But so far, PGM continues to weigh more. What's also interesting, I think, is Neil Foreman coming out to say that they remain a prudent with capital investment, but they're using their balance sheets to fund external growth. When I think of external growth, I think possibly more acquisitions. Or are we making reference to, for instance, uh, what you're saying with the feasibility study and the copper mine? Yes, that's that that to them to go and acquire metals which are more friendly to the environment. And as we said, they're positioning themselves in such a way they are more environmental friendly. All right, Mark, we're keen to get your stock pick. But first, I'd like us to reflect on counters that found favor with your industry peers. Let's do that. Going for Cecil, the chemical prices have been under a lot of pressure. All the big chemical producers have been actually destocking. They've been selling stock. Uh, the chemical stocks is about half of Sassel. And I think there could be over the next six months to a year quite a nice recovery in chemical prices. And Sassel's at a seven dividend yield and a four price earnings ratio. It also looks cheap. I think I'm staying with the one from maybe two weeks ago, which is First Strand. I think it had quite a good day today. 
there again, they're paying you a dividend while you wait for the, the, the economy to settle, about 6% dividend yield, uh, and, you know, a really strong balance sheet. And, you know, as the South African economy slightly increases and starts to, you know, weather the storms of the last year, year and a half, I think the banks are well positioned, and I think First Rand is in a good position. Buy lots of socks, S-O-X-X, <laughs> which is... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It's a semiconductor ETF. <laughs> uh, with the results have been great, really. Uh, uh, AMD came out with numbers, so I'm still I'm still very AI orientated and yeah. pushy. Alright, Rock, we're keen to get your thoughts on some of those counters. I think starting with Strasol, I kind of agree with them, you know, given the chemical prices, what's happening with them. And for not forgetting that also oil prices at elevated levels is helping. And also the fact that we know that that issue of them trying to raise cash, you know, it's no longer a big deal because they've managed to sell most of the assets. So one is not worried. All we are saying is that they're well positioned when things turn around, where there's prices, where there's demand when it comes to oil, stuff like that, that they'll be able to benefit from that. And first trend, by all means, you know, look into their... Uh, non-performing loans, you know, compared to the loans advanced, I think it's sitting at almost 3.4 or so, and they've got brands which people can easily relate to, and this huge decent balance sheet will help to cushion them in case there's something, and back home here as well, we don't expect interest rates to be continuing to go up, maybe one more last hike, and then that should be it. Alright, McQueen, what stock pick are you, which counter are you going with today, rather? I'll go with ShopRite, and I think, you know, this extension of the 350s will definitely find a way to get to the likes of the tills of ShopRite, and also the fact that we see some kind of improvement when it comes to the load shading going forward. We know the guys had to spend a lot of money, but we don't expect them to be spending billions like they did, you know, in the previous period. Then also with the issue of interest rates, we think at some point interest rates have to peak, and then definitely people maybe will might, might start having some uh, disposable income being able to be increased and probably they will definitely go to likes of ShopRite. We don't have to mention that more than 50% of our people spend more than 60% of their money on food. Well, Mark, we always a pleasure chatting to you. Thank you so much for your time today. That was your Midday Markets Update with Makwe Masilela from Makwe Fund Managers.